Welcome back to a new episode of The Talk, the podcast about Nordic entrepreneurship from Nordea Private Banking. Today I'm actually not meeting with an entrepreneur in the traditional sense, but a person who is working on something extremely important that impacts us all and the entire world in profound ways. Scholars at Risk is an international organization providing aid and protection to scholars who are exposed to various security risks. Carolina Catoni is heading the Swedish section of Scholars at Risk, and we borrowed her for a short while from her very important work to talk to us about the organization and her work within it. So here is Carolina Catoni. Welcome to the podcast. What is your name and what do you do? My name is Karolina Katoni and I'm working at the University of Gothenburg in Sweden with um, scholars at risk. So placements of at risk scholars. What does that mean more specifically? That means that the network of scholars at risk, they're working to protect and promote academic freedom and to provide temporary academic positions for researchers that cannot provide or contribute to the research in their home countries. Right. And what kind of research could that be, for example? That could be any research. Um, of course, some, some of the scholars are in danger due to the research that they are um, conducting, uh, and some are, are endangered due to, to other reasons, due, due to their political engagement or to their... Um, to the gender or um, engagement in civil society. Um, so, of course, there. I, I would say that the scholars are, their research background are, it could be of any kind of research, but of course, I would say that social sciences and humanities are are in the um, are dominating uh, still. But it's 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 a wide it's it's a wide wide problem. And. How does it work in, in, in practical terms? Do you, do you provide uh, safe harbors or, or how does it work? Yes, we do. So the network are providing uh, academic sanctuaries uh, for scholars that are endangered uh, outside their home countries. So uh, international universities or, or higher education institutions are providing temporary positions for, for scholars um, where scholars can rest in peace for, for a limited amount of time, where they can conduct their research teach maybe and also to be part of the research environment um, in 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 a foreign country right and which which are the most common countries we're talking about here well uh, this the, the network is an international network it has its um, its um, secretariat in in New York so it's a US based network um, but the, a big portion of the scholars are placed in Europe and among a, quite many among the uh, Nordic countries, but a, but not a, but the majority I would say um, is in Germany and France. They have big support programs in in both Germany and France um, that we don't have in the Nordic countries, um, where it's more run by the universities. But um, we're trying our best to 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 uh, respond to uh, to the need that there is. So I can imagine that, I mean, there are obviously countries where, where certain types of research is sensitive and, and so forth, but also just that the general safety or security situation is, uh, is, is bad, like in a, in a war situation, for example, like I would imagine a Ukraine right now or um, Afghanistan or, or places like that. 
Yeah, that's true. So you could be in danger um, um, due to your your your, your research, um, and maybe you are conducting a, a research that is um, in opposition of of the uh, politics that the uh, the um, the governing body in the country um, is in. So that could be in an opposition. But 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 of course we see also um, a big demand from from countries that are uh, in a in a conflict zone or so you mentioned Ukraine and there is also Afghanistan as you mentioned as, as well but also several years ago and still is also the situation in, in Turkey um, so we also see we see an increase in both uh, in Europe and outside of Europe um, and uh, being a researcher and an academic it also means that you, you are um, uh, more endangered than many other um, positions in society and the same situation as goes for journalists, for example, because we are the ones who are asking those um, those critical questions. Um, so uh, that that is why a, a support program for for researchers at risk or for scholars is is necessary. Unfortunately. Yeah, and there are programs like this, obviously, for for journalists as well. Do you, are you like colleagues? You you exchange experiences and and uh, learn from each other, or or. Are you working in separate silos? Similar programs for for different um, occupations for for writer, for journalists, for artists, uh, for musicians, for example. Yeah, and that they um, they are operating in in, in slightly different ways, uh, but we are always trying to uh, um, to connect uh, to each other and also to exchange experience. And there are also specific, specifically when it comes to academics or researchers, uh, it could also be the case that it could at the same time be writers um, uh, or musicians. Um, so there are also, so there's also those reasons for collaborating uh, around individuals. Scholars at risk is the name, but I, I mean, a risk is a little bit what happens before something actually happens and then something ac actually happens. So what happens when something goes wrong for a scholar? Do you work on that side of uh, the situation as well to help free people or whatever might happen to them? When a scholar is in, in, in danger or uh, at risk, uh, they are to apply to the organization Scholars at Risk and they are doing an assessment of their case. Um, and of course, there could be various ways of why you are endangered. Um, it could be physical threats, uh, it could be uh, censorship, travel bans, it could be dismissals. So it could be a, a, a wide rain, range of um, um, of limitations when it comes to academic freedom. Um, so the organization, the main organization that has its secretariat in New York, they are the ones who are doing the assessment of the scholar uh, and they can also um, provide support when it comes to how to leave the country, for example, or uh, how to navigate the system. So there are also different support actions that can be taken from the uh, from the network. Yeah, I, I would imagine also just uh, hit me now that uh, if scholars are at risk, then truth is at risk also. And uh, what what are the discussions around that? Because it may appear that a scholar is not actually at risk, but what comes out may be uh, you know self censored or um, you know the truth becomes the victim there. What is the what are what are your discussions discussions around that? Well, th that is why this work is important, you know, because a, um, 
academic freedom, freedom of teaching, freedom of research, freedom of opinion and freedom of critical thinking that's the at the core of 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 universities and the the core of the scientific community so when there are limitations when it comes to academic freedom the entire research uh, is at risk and also the the universities are also um, important actors when it comes to uh, democracy when it comes to education the right to education, the right to research, but also um, so the, the questions with with the free to think and freedom to to express yourself is very interlinked with the with the entire body of universities. That's the foundation of a university, um, and also being able to contribute to the international research community by offering uh, a place for a researcher um, where they can continue to um, to research and to uh, develop their their work is also it's also a contribution to uh, man maintain and develop the research in that country where academic freedom is questioned because uh, the idea is also that those researchers that are placed uh, outside their home countries at an international higher education institutions that they can also be uh, those agents of change uh, that are needed in the reconstruction of the society when the society is ready after a conflict, for example. So, um, so, so that that's why it's 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 important for for international universities to to support uh, its peers uh, all over the world. Yeah, and I, I imagine the the core issue here is basically that truth is interlinked with power, right? And and you know that whoever holds holds the the the, the conch gets to speak, as it is in the Lord of the Flies. Yeah, yeah, and and especially when when uh, when uh, the number of autocracies in the world are are increasing, um, it's it's very important that that all actors in society are are. Uh, taking its responsibility and doing what they can. Yeah, and so also, of course, research is very much um, relevant and interlinked with uh, um, with business and and uh, and markets and and, and you know the, the success of a, of a country in terms of business. Are, do you work anything together with uh, with uh, businesses or or other actors? Uh, on common projects, or is it a, a separate entity? Um, it's difficult to say because, of course, a, a, it's depending on what what kind of research uh, it is uh, and what kind of uh, connections that are necessary with the surrounding society within that specific research field. Um, but uh, I would say that the link to to the surrounding society is extremely important for you for universities and also extremely important for for the researchers and not at least the researchers that are at risk because those temporary place, placements that we are um, arranging within uh, scholars at risk or within the networks they are temporary solutions uh, time limited to one year two year um, and the um, the 
competition around academic positions are uh, very, very difficult. It's a very hard, uh, hard competition. So around each publicly announced position. Um, so being able to also um, work as a researcher um, in um, in a non-academic institution, you know, at the company or the, you know, the majority of the research um, in Sweden, for example, is not conducted at the, the universities, but within the companies. Uh, so, so that linkage is very important for um, for um, for those research centers as well. So, what about? I mean, I imagine. Do you meet a lot of these researchers yourself, or are you working more on a system level? Well, I do meet them myself uh, here at the University of Gothenburg. I'm also in charge of the um, the local program with Scholars at Risk that we do have. Um, so we are uh, annually hosting um, Scholars at Risk here at my institution. And then I'm responsible for them on a central level. And then, then of course, they're having academic mentors that are guiding them and helping them in their daily work. Um, but yeah. I'm meeting them on a on a regular basis. Yes. Yeah. So there, there's a saying that interested people are interesting, and I guess by definition, researchers are interested people, and thus interesting. So you get to meet all of those people. So what um, that must be really rewarding for you. It is. It is. It's really rewarding. It's and I I guess that's what keeps keeps me going and all, all my colleagues that are working uh, at. Uh, different universities working doing the same thing, you know, because it's it's um, it's personal stories, uh, very touching and heartwarming stories where you can um, feel like you're part of the ecosystem in in uh, contributing to to um, to democracy and to develop um, to well to develop um, yeah to develop the, the system and how we are working uh, with this question. So. Yeah, just connecting people and networking and, and um, yeah, helping them, you know, as a small step on their way. Um, of course, it's not it's not done by that. Um, but just being part of that um, story is, of course, um, it's both challenging, of course, but it's also um, rewarding. So how did you get into this? How did this all start for you? What's What's your own background? Well, I'm a political scientist, and I'm working. I have been working um, at a university, at several universities, within the internationalization of higher education for the past 20 years. So, working with different parts of internationalization, both more traditional internationalization, student mobility, and so on, but also working with questions about how to integrate researchers into academia and those kind of. Um, so, which is quite similar to these questions. So, um, yeah, and and also I would say that the um, this work with scholars at risk or working with at risk academic has also been an increasing task uh, at universities um, when the demand has been higher and higher from from uh, at risk academics. So, and of course that is interlinked to the to the situation in the world. Um, with you know the um, the increased uh, autocratization, but also with um, you know the as we mentioned before the the Russian invasion in Ukraine, Afghanistan, you know all those uh, countries where the, the space for academic freedom and for democrat uh, democracy is is limited. 
Yeah, I can imagine you, you must see uh, the the most beautiful stories and also the worst ones. What when is your job at its toughest? Well, when it's at its toughest, it's trying to, you know, th- those scholars that we are welcoming uh, in Sweden or uh, in the Nordic countries or or in Europe, uh, what we are offering them is. Uh, a temporary solution to uh, many times a situation that is not solved within one or two years. Uh, most, in most cases, they cannot return to the home countries after after two years, and then, of course, they will have to find a new position. Uh, and I mentioned before the the competition within uh, within academia, which is very very high. Um, so. It is, I see big frustration from time to time among those scholars trying to find a second pl- placement or applying to all those positions and not receiving them. Um, that is the most challenging, I would say, to try to help them onwards um, when it's difficult. Yeah, and I, and I can't ask that question without asking the opposite. When is it really beautiful and and rewarding? And when you, when you, what, 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 do you can you give us some story about uh something like that well we we had in the past stories of, of at-risk academics who have come to sweden uh, working um, at the higher education institution and then uh, applying for a publicly announced professorship uh, internationally publicly announced professorship and receiving the professorship in competition so so th- those are those success stories that are um, because of course of course these are these are people who would like to settle you know, um, the majority of them would like to return to the home countries when it's safe. Uh, but until it is safe, they need to be somewhere and they want to contribute and they want to conduct their research, uh, but they don't want to move around. Uh, some of them have families. And um, so um, being able to find a more sustainable solution for those uh, individuals, uh, that's, that is the, the uh, ultimate goal. In Sweden and in in the Nordic countries, um, universities are are deeply engaged in these questions. More and more universities and higher education institutions are uh, becoming men- members of, of of the network uh, and are contributing to 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 this work. Um, but uh, what we haven't been discussing is the cooperation with uh, other similar or organization with the civil society, with um, um, research funders, for example. In Sweden, we have uh, successfully um, received funding from, from separate uh, research funders uh, in order to, um, um, to help universities to... Um, to welcome scholars, then they can apply for for part of the funding from from uh, from the Swedish section of Scholars at Risk, but that is not nearly you know it's not corresponding to to the demand and it's not corresponding to the uh, the situation that we have in some sim- some European countries when there are uh, f- fully funded support programs for this, and in those cases we of course we are needed needing funding uh, because the higher education institutions, you know, Swedish universities uh, are, are uh, governmental bodies. We are uh, publicly funded um, and all, all the funding cannot go to, to only to host uh, researchers at risk, but it needs to go to the core values of education and research, of course. 
so the funding issue is, is something that we are working on uh, and where we need um, help. Yeah. So is there a way to, to fund this? If anybody's listening and feel like, oh, this is super important, this I want to help out with. And of course, they can contact us, and we can have the discussion. In in like in 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 countries like Germany and France, they have um, a specific foundation for the work with scholars at risk that is uh, partly funded by public uh, public uh, or governmental institutions, but also by private donors. Um, so that is something that we are looking into to see if that could be a solution for for Sweden as well, uh, or not. We need to find our own way. Yeah, no, I'm sure it, it's um, it's one of those things that I think will touch a lot of people. But it also it also ties in a lot, as we talked about before, to to the the world of business and uh, innovation and entrepreneurship and everything else that not least we are talking about in, in this podcast. So um, yeah, I, I I think that um, there may be a lot of interest and and. Um, you, yeah, I guess let us know if there's if there's any way to do it, and then we'll put it in the show notes. This is a short format. We could delve into stories, I'm sure, about uh, different um, uh, sp- specific stories that you've uh, come across. And we will have to save that for another time because uh, now our time is up. But I want to thank you so much for taking the time from your super important work to uh, share this with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me.